Wanderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. My name is Dan Ledbetter, and with me, as always, the lovely and talented, uh, vivacious and wonderful Priscilla McKinney, founder, CEO, and resident mama bird of Little Bird Marketing. Hello, Priscilla. Well, good morning. I get to shake your hand. I know this is so <laughs> weird for, for uh, people who are just joining us now. Uh, I'm actually with Priscilla in the Little Bird Marketing Company office. This has never happened yeah. in the history of uh, podcasting. And this is the inaugural uh, podcast of the new podcasting sound studio. Yes. Uh, Little Bird so, Marketing actually made a separate room, uh, actually a padded room, which I'm actually used to. I know. <laughs> from, from my <laughs> days in the home. home. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite a jacket you have on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> White is definitely your color. <laughs> so this is so bizarre because I'm so used to sitting in my office and mm-hmm. Skyping with you across country. Right. And it's so weird, like, talking with you, interacting. It's almost yeah. like I want to look away and, like, just look at the wall or something. But Okay, I don't, because that might be weird. No, that's awkward. But, um, yeah, we are really going to have to be sure not to just crack up the whole time. I know. Thank yeah. God for editing software. Okay, good. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, I am so excited because, as you know, you came in for this uh, yes. big party and, and looking at our new space and celebrating our new office. But it just so happened that the stars aligned, and today I'm going out for career day out to a local uh, fourth and fifth grade classes. And so I know you're totally excited to come with me. This oh, is going to be so cool. I just can't wait to make up some weird career. that <laughs> kids are not, Like, it, it probably wouldn't be appropriate to say I'm an undertaker and right. talk about that. But <laughs> let's, let's not. No, we won't do but, that. But, you know, it is so interesting because you and I have those kinds of degrees and those kinds of jobs that nobody in fourth and fifth grade was thinking of. And, in fact, a lot of people, even in college, were not thinking, that's a job? Right. You know, now mine now as an agency owner is far more mainstream now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as an entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur, and, and you know, I uh, own and operate three companies now, that is not something that I knew was on the plate, of the you know, what, what were my options sure, out there. Sure. And, um, and then your job um, is just so interesting, the way you work with monetizing clicks on the web and, right. and that whole process of um, how do you gain money for bringing traffic places. It, it, it is so it's so interesting. And I mean, to the point that your particular job doesn't have a title, really. I mean, how would you how do you explain it to people in a cocktail party? I, like, you know what, what do you do, Dan Ledbetter? That's such a great <laughs> my wife even asked me what I well, do uh, yes, during the but day. That's really a separate it's, issue. <laughs> I know it's a whole different deal. You know, I just uh, I tell people I guess my real title mm-hmm. at, at Deal News mm-hmm. is I'm a staff writer. Okay. That's about the closest thing that you can really Yeah. God, you are or a good con- writer, though. content creator, I yeah, guess. Yeah, content creator. But, yeah, so you write these – scour the web for these great deals, post them to people, make mm-hmm. them – you're constantly trying to bring relevant information absolutely. to people, things that they absolutely will click on. Right. But then you're paid for the clicks. Um, but it's really – it's not just finding the deal. It's also writing epic content that intrigues people enough to move them toward action. Right. And that's really what have, what we do in branding is like trying to bring this emotive piece, what's the call to action, you know, all these things. So we obviously we overlap in a lot of ways, but it's so interesting because your job didn't exist when we went to school. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't even know. If, I don't even think the Internet existed. Well, no, it came in the 60s. So, yes, I oh, guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, but did oh, I, we know that it existed? No, no, we didn't. We didn't <laughs> yeah. even know what that was. Um, yeah, they. Yeah, there. There was uh, when I was in college. My, um, there was uh, about twelve hundred students, 
and we had a computer lab with 20 computers for the 1,200 students. Good nobody heavens. I knew at my school, and it was a private college, right. nobody that I knew had a, their own computer in their room. Right. Now, people had like the Selectric typewriters. Yes, absolutely. And they had like then the computerized IBM had another one where like you could write the whole line and if you liked the whole line, remember the small little LED yes. screen and then you could hit enter. But again, we digress down to, oh, back in the back stone I know, age. I know. Seriously. <laughs> We're this always like, talking about this. I walked to school 12 miles <laughs> uphill both ways. Oh my gosh. But you know, that is, I know that people have talked about that for years that there are so many um, actual jobs out there, viable careers right now that weren't even talked about in school. They weren't available. They, they did right. not exist. And that is always going to happen. It's always turning. I guess the question everybody's always posing every generation, is it turning at a faster rate than it used to be? You know, I'd say yes, technology. So. That's Absolutely. just natural. You know, that doesn't mean, you know, that that doesn't have any other value connotation. It is just changing more and more rapidly. Right. And even in, in, in my job and your job, my job is completely different job five years ago than oh, when I have it. Absolutely. I mean, just even I've talked when, when I had Gary Hood from one of the TV stations, um, you know, from uh, the NBC and ABC affiliate on. We were talking about how he used to own an agency. And at that time, there was no social media. So oh. here he's buying and selling and doing the very job that I'm doing, working with clients, you know, doing creative work, creating videos, print media, billboards, TV, commercials, everything else, just like what I do now. But he did not have what constitutes probably 40% of my time right now, which is social media. Right. Digital advertising, Google AdWords, Facebook ads, Twitter ads, you know, building a platform, podcasting. I yes. mean, now podcasting existed much, you know, much earlier, but it sure. was not mainstream like it is. I mean, you can't even buy an iPhone without the podcast app being already right. embedded on it, right. you know? So, you know, that is what makes it so interesting here. We're going into a group of fourth and fifth graders. What do we say to them? Some of the questions they asked us to talk about were things like, how did we choose our own careers? <laughs> wow. Good luck with that one. I don't, I don't even have an answer for that. Really? I, well, I was unemployed and well, I needed a job. Yeah. That's how I chose my career. They're, they're the ones I hoodwinked enough to hire me. So, but you uh, are a fantastic writer. Well, thank you. You are thank very, you. very mindful of content. You under you you get it on a level like what do people find interesting or not? Do you remember years ago there was um Letterman had this like little set thing he did. Is this something? Oh yeah, yeah, do you yeah. Remember right, that? Right, We've yes, talked about yeah, that before. Yeah. That cracks me up all the time. But it, you know, it's like uh, you have this little natural talent and the skill. You're a great writer. You're great with people. Um, you have this ability to really pull references out of the air, you know, and make connections with people, mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. So those are some soft skills. But what does that mean for a career? Well, you've turned it into an interesting career. Kind of, yeah. It's, you know? I, and I think that's I, – I think it's – honestly, if I look back over, over the career, like when I got the job as a magazine editor, uh -huh. that was the farthest thing really? from my mind. I mean, I got D's and F's in English in high school. Like That is so surprising. I know. I didn't even know how to type until I got the magazine job. Oh, my God. I know. It was horrible. I mean, I would do the Columbus fine key and land kind of oh method. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. I so really... you were either going to be a staff writer or a hobo. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, honestly, I already had the uh, the handkerchief the tied to the stick. Oh, I was, I was saying, but were you missing the stick? Stick not included. Stick, yeah, stick not included. <laughs> I had that. I was waiting for the upgrade. But, but sadly, it's true. It's like I don't even know if – I mean, you can choose your career, I think. But right. honestly – 
I have noticed, at least in my in my experience, uh-huh. that my careers have kind of chosen me. It's huh. like it's like I know I have a set of skills that uh-huh. can be adapted to a wide range of things. Right. I mean. I, I, if I look back over the course of my career, like right. even at my earliest age, I was mowing lawns. Uh-huh. I was selling greeting cards. I was a diesel mechanic for two months. And uh, I know, I know. I would like to discuss all of those, but we do not have We time. don't have time. Let's just say I got fired from the diesel mechanic thing because no. 5 o'clock hit. I didn't put the uh, filter back on the car. So luckily mm. it didn't destroy the truck. So I was okay. safe. But they said, you know, uh, we think you might be luckier in another position I like it else. when they put it this way. It's like... We're going to let you go. Yes. <laughs> we're, gonna, yeah. we're not saying we're firing you, but we no. are going to free you up for other other we're, opportunities. We're going to allow you to explore other uh, ventures. Fly, little bird. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but that's the truth. Oh, man. And it seems like, and I know for you, it, it's it's got to be the same thing. I mean, you are just a natural marketer. I am. I've always been marketing. I've always been selling. It gets really crazy is in interim here. I went to school and got my degree in cultural anthropology. I have a real aptitude for languages. And, you know, so, you know, I you saw my trajectory going a different route. But I'm a very practical person, too. I um, put myself through college in banking. And then the jobs that were available that were paying decent oh, yes. were in accounting. I've, I've worked in accounting in, um, and I worked for um, credit unions. I did credit card processing. I this is how that. I figured out that there was a world of credit card processing. And that was my first company that I started was a credit card processing because it's a residual-based business. Mm. I'm very good at numbers. I'm very good math on my feet. We work in basis points. I can do you know percentages very quickly. Right. That has helped me to no end. And that paid for the life that I carved out for myself that was a very creative life and a very connected life, very social life. Um, you know, my pa- my husband was, you know, ordained. We had a house church. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of ministry. Those things always paid for that. Sure. And But I didn't really... Um, at some point, I came awake and alive to the fact that I could do the creative thing as a career. And I was really only interested in it as an entrepreneurial opportunity. But I had, you're right, I've been doing marketing before. Yeah, now you're just getting paid for it. Exactly. Exactly. And and also, it's not just that I'm getting paid to do what I love. I also love the culture I'm creating. And if I could pick out one thing that I really love about my job right now, it's, first of all, I, I love being the boss. Right. I honestly, hands down, I don't know how to go into someone else's work. I don't know that I could work for someone else again. Wow. And I say that, but yeah, I work for my clients. They really are my boss. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. It's but like here, it's like you are the mama bird over right. the entire organization. So you take care of the the ecosystem right. here. Yeah, and I'm big on culture. And I even Omar Wallace says culture is your brand. I believe that. I really re- believe that, and that's why I think I work with so many cool companies who get that because the way they treat each other, the way they interact, the way that they interact with um, even with the community, that culture is their brand. That mm-hmm. that is, we're just trying to put a megaphone to what's true. Right there. But I digress. But all to say is that you know this this is my dream job. This yeah. is absolutely my dream job. I love coming into work every day. I'm not saying it's not tough sometimes, but um, and certainly in the last five years, I've been through the ringer. But I couldn't think of something really more suited. And my my my, you know, 
world right now circles around how do I keep, you know, creating an environment here and bringing in the right people so that I can do more of the things that I love right. and less of the things that, you know, I just had to do to get here. Right. The have-tos rather right. than the get-tos. Right. And yeah. so, you know, in, in the middle of a, you know, entrepreneurial career, there's a blip of very strange straight-laced accounting. <laughs> yes, there is that. But man, as an entrepreneur, I mean, I look, I'm in my my P and L every day. I look at my books. I know how we make money, and that is, there can be a lot of people who are talented and entrepreneurs and risk takers and things like that, but they don't have the business sense on the other right. side. And I do have that, and that has made it, I think, an easier ride for me than for other people. I think so because yeah. if you don't, that that I think is the the uh, your your greatest asset and the greatest liability. If you mm-hmm. are a, a super creative person, right, right, which is great, and that will get you far. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the business savvy, like I don't mm-hmm. have that business savvy. Like if I if I were in uh-huh. your position, uh-huh. I would make darn sure that uh-huh. I hired the absolute best, most trustworthy, yeah. honest person to it's handle so the day to day. Because I see, you know, I this is just an outside view. You're a much more creative person, a funnier person than I am. You, you know, you have. I, I've known that we've known each other for sure. 22 years. You right. know, I've known this about you for a long time, and we connect on that level. But I see you as more talented than I am in that field, and. And it's so funny to me. I really kind of look at it and go, it's interesting to me. Now, you have a great, you know, work life carved out. I'm not trying right. to diminish that no, at no, all. No. But, man, I was not going to be surprised to turn around and find you having your own late night talk show. You know. Oh. That, oh. that was where I saw you going. Oh, great. Well, if anyone out there needs a late night talk show host, I am available. <laughs> Is this something? <laughs> Is this something part two, 2.0? You know, but it's interesting to me that, you know, and obviously you're bringing that creativity, but, you know, you are so talented. It's interesting to me that you really work a normal nine to five job. I know. It, it yeah. amazes me, too, honestly. And uh-huh. I think part of that is, all right, if, if we're going to get really real, okay. I think part of it is my insecurity. I know, I know, I put on this great front like I'm the most confident guy in the history of the world. That is crazy to me. I, I absolutely, like, I suffer from major, like, insecurity, performance anxiety, like so this whole thing. That is so dumb. I know, That is I so know, dumb, so unnecessary. That's why I married a therapist. Yeah, hey, so, it's well. like, so like, Because that's ongoing. It's like, you should either marry a therapist yes. um, or a massage therapist oh, or an like auto too. detailer or a baker. An, wh- why? Why an auto detailer or well, baker? you know. Okay, you think about all the things that you would you have a hard time spending money on. It's like good money, but it's really enhances oh, your life. Good point. I mean, good my point. husband right. sold his auto detailing businesses, but every Sunday my car gets detailed. Oh, Q-tips in the vents. I haven't. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. I forgot he was an auto detailer. Oh yeah. Well, hello. You got in my car this morning. Of course, yeah. it rained last night, so you know it, it was not in the pristine condition it normally that is. It normally is. But wow. every Sunday we come home from church, he details my car. Wow. So I'm just saying there's certain things. So you know, marrying Ann was a very good decision. It worked because she's a great cook. <laughs> well, hey, she, she's not much see? on the auto detailing, though, right? So. <laughs> But I can't ask for perfection. <laughs> no, I no, suppose. that's about all you can do. So, I mean, I, maybe we'll end this with like maybe one other thing. Yeah. They, these are some of the questions they're asking us to talk about today at the career fair. All right. But um, so we know that neither one of us chose our career. No, not really. <laughs> but what about? They also asked, "How is failure a part of your success?" Oh gosh, you know, I I think about that quote that someone said about uh, Thomas Edison. Like when mm-hmm. he was inventing the light bulb, mm-hmm. because it took him ten thousand times. It's insane. I know it's crazy. Like I would have given up after like 
well, the first one's four. Like, <laughs> four, yeah. Okay. But it's I like, give you four, But John. he kept saying, he goes, look, I don't consider this a failure. I consider it one step closer right. to success. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is is a key mindset because if you allow – like one thing to come in and derail your entire thing. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sure the first time you sat down and said, well, I'm going to do a marketing company, the first speed bump you hit oh, yeah. and said, nope, I'm out. Yeah. It's like you would you would have never been here. No, and I wouldn't have made it through a fire burning my offices down three and a half years ago exactly. either. So you have small, a lot of small speed bumps and then you have large ones right. and you're dealing with them all the time. Um, I don't I don't subscribe to the school of thought that what doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. I do think that things hurt you, and I do think that things set you back. And yes, I, absolutely. I do think, though, if you come at it with two things, which is, in my opinion, gratitude and creativity, you can, first of all, just be thankful that you get the chance to try it again. Absolutely. And it's a different mindset that you have. And you're like, oh, well, I get to rethink that. Okay, mm-hmm. how would I do this differently? And then the other side of it is creativity is – Okay, what have, how have people not tackled this problem? Right. I, I tried it this way. That doesn't work. How can I, you know, how can I figure this out? Now, on the, the bigger picture here for me, failure, we have to have failure every day because we're a creative company. Right. So I right. have to be very careful to create a, an environment where people understand that failure is a part of the process. And, in fact, sometimes we make little happy mistakes. Yeah. You know how we use littlebirdmarketing.com a lot of times and you see how the I is small? Oh, you know what? I, all of them are caps, but the I is a lowercase. Yeah, why that was is a that? happy mistake. But someone actually was typing it real quick when we first created the name Little Bird Marketing, and then she was my designer was going back and she was backspacing to go turn it back into a capital I, and I'm like, no, 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 leave it, leave it. And it's a great branding mark. It's wow. a small little thing that your eye gets trained to. And that's the kind of thing we have to be okay to fail. That's a very small-scale failure. But in creativity, you have to kind of sometimes look, and you're going to make mistakes. We have the quote on the wall. You're going to make mistakes. The the trick is knowing which ones to keep. Yes. And so some are little happy accidents that happen. That happens all the time in, in, in graphics. But... Well, let's see what these kids have to say. I know. I'm actually uh, kind of excited. So we'll pick this up okay. after we if, – if we make it back. I mean, right. they might turn out to be little small <laughs> midget cannibals, and we might not make it back. But uh, So uh, we'll be right back after uh, the career day. Well, we're back from career day. We're back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was a lot Good of fun. Heavens. I really got a lot of energy from that group. Oh yeah. I mean I actually I was more expecting them just to sit there kind of slack jawed like with a blank stare. Right. And they were engaged. They were engaged, but there are a few, of course. It does bum me out a little bit, the ones on the peripheral that don't seem interested at all, but who right. knows what the reason is why they're disengaged. But I kept trying to put myself in their shoes. You know, my daughter is that age. She's eleven. Mm-hmm. So um you know, what does she what is she thinking about her career right now? And while I'm not like pushing, you know, oh, what job do you want to have? I'm, I'm trying to develop an interesting person who is curious and, and knows how to engage with other adults and figure out right. what do they do and do they love their life or not. Right. Exactly. You know, because isn't that what it's about? Carving out the existence that you want to have, whether mm-hmm. that's with community or what what does your day in and day out look like? You got to go to work. You got to spend 40 hours somewhere. How are you going to spend it? Right. Or even the concept, maybe you don't need to spend 40 hours. Yeah, exactly. Like the by that time, they might be a total four hour work week. Oh, my gosh. Which Wouldn't would be nice. Be awesome? Actually, I would have liked that. Yeah. Or you could just be French and not work at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, and 
would love Jerry Lewis. So there's that going. But forward. as they, as you know, as they say, it's a good thing I wasn't born in France because you know I don't speak French. Yes. <laughs> so. Now, one of the things that really impressed me was the some. some I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some of the level of questioning that the kids had. Yeah, I love the one where they ask. I'm here. I'm talking about how we podcast together right. and how you're my producer and how we're, you're a co-host and we talk back and forth. And then one of the kids raised their hands and says, "Do you pay, Dan?" <laughs> And I was like, oh, my gosh, Dan, don't speak up. Yeah, don't, don't say anything. <laughs> I pay him, but it's bananas. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I <laughs> so, thought it was a freelancer. I thought that right. meant free. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, but. but, you know, freelancer, you say that, I introduced that word to them, and maybe they've never heard that word before or this concept, really, that did not exist before. You had you had to be a company man mm-hmm. back in the day, you know? True. And it's really different in preparing kids for a, a, um, a career and a life that they can carve out. Maybe they don't have to work for a company. Right. And I brought up the idea that I'm a serious entrepreneur. I did not appreciate how one of the kids linked that with a serial killer. Yeah, well, I, that's so funny because that's what I did when you first said it. I'm going, oh my gosh, kids are going to think she's like Charlie Manson or something. Like, oh my gosh. But, but at it was least funny they was, got it. They right, did get it though. Right, right. As opposed to the first kid who thought it had to do with cereal boxes. Yes, which so. was awesome. But that's how kids get exposed to these things, right? It's silly to us, but you know, these words have not been used in their home. Right. And so they don't know what it is that, that is, what are the opportunities out there for mm-hmm. them? I mean, how engaging you are with your kids right now about what kind of life they can have. Yes. You know, and the vocabulary that they're hearing at home and just the idea that there is opportunity. Even I pointed out to, you know, the girls in there, I wanted to, you know, point out here, I'm a female that owns a company mm-hmm. and my top three in management, there's four of us in top management and three out of four are women. Yes. I thought that was great that you focused on that because, mm-hmm. you know, there. I, I think even though we've made incredible strides over the last several decades mm-hmm. to really press that, that just you're a woman, you can do anything you want right. just as much as a guy can. Mm-hmm. And I loved how you reinforced that with them because uh-huh. I, I think that needs to be reinforced. Right. Well, there, there are a lot of, um, uh, a lot of women who, a lot of little girls who don't have that role model. I don't think right. that n- people are necessarily putting them down and saying you can't do that, but it is important to see it because seeing is believing, right? And they can put themselves in that role. They can, oh, I could, I could see myself, you know, doing what she does, right. you know. So that's why I tried to give it a real, real life. What does my day look like? What are the things I did this last week? Mm-hmm. And they were interesting things. Frankly, I had fun doing them. I mean, we shot a vid- music video. Right. I got scores back from other musicians. We edited a podcast. I had a guest on a podcast. I created a whole new billboard campaign. I mean, we did interesting things this week. Yeah. And, you know, so I think that's important for them to hear. It's not just, you know, very rote. I went to my job. I, right. I, I put in, bottle I caps out. on bottles and went home. <laughs> right. Right. I thought it was funny, too, how it, it was interesting to see just the diversity of the attention span of the kids. Right. Like, yeah. I loved it when uh, the other gentleman that you had on there. Who, Jimmy Adams. Jimmy Adams. Yeah, when he's he, the general manager over at Fletcher uh, Toyota. So. Yes. Well, he made the mistake of uh-huh. saying he was in the Army. <laughs> and so he tried oh to talk gosh. about being the what general manager. And it's like, did you ever ride in a tank? Uh, Have you been shot? Uh, <laughs> were you afraid for your life? Like, I know. It's like I'm going, oh, my God. Do you know my great-great-grandfather, Rommel? Yeah. <laughs> Serious. That's no, what that was said. a real question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going, your like, grandfather was 
General yeah. Rommel? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. And then, yeah. they, you know, he has a scar on his on his uh, face. And how did you get that scar? Oh, I know. <laughs> you know, it's like, They were hoping hello. for a big war story. Oh, yeah, totally. And it was yeah. like from a jelly jar when he was six. Right. So, yeah, no, not three. as exciting. And he, yeah, and he was just like, yeah, they, they just get fixated on these things. And it was hard to bring them, you know, back to, no, we're right. here to talking about careers. Right. Did you like my, well, who has a question for Mr. Jimmy about his, his career? Job. Yes. <laughs> What I call job. Yes, job. exactly. So, yeah, but, that was but that's pretty so funny. funny. Like, I mean, but you know, I was thinking about that when it was happening. But I'm going, man, how often in life, at uh-huh. least for me, where I've seen people get that way about their career or what they want to do? It's right. like they're in a direction. It's like that's where they're going. Oh, a butterfly, and, right. then, and they're off in another direction. Right. But this that was so good, and I thought it was so poignant how you were stressing to the class before uh-huh. about like. What are some characteristics that people have to have? Well, it's like you working from home. They have to understand. It used to be that you had to go to a job, right? Right. I go to an office. Jimmy goes to a retail, you know, showroom. Right. You get up and go in the other room. And, you know, this whole idea of working from home and the kind of discipline that it takes. Well, it takes a discipline to be an entrepreneur. It takes takes also a lot of... um, you have to be very comfortable with risk. How many yes. times have I put my livelihood, my ri- you know, risk, you know, everything that I have on betting on myself? Right. And that is takes a very different, you know, type of personality. So here's my question. Let's end with this. All right. What do you wish someone would have told you in fourth or fifth grade? Oh, God. Seriously. I mean, that's a tough one. You but... know, it is. And I'm, I'm just thinking what I would have remembered yeah. in fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, but don't say... you think it would have made an impression on you? It... Maybe you wouldn't remember what they said. Maybe I, you know, I was thinking. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put myself in the place of those kids. And I know well, in fourth or fifth grade, I was like all over the map. Yeah, but you've you've talked with my daughter. She's 11. Right. You put yourself right. there. She's very together with what, you know. She changes every other day what it is right. she wants to but do. She's, but, but she's, she's incredibly she's, astute and incredibly focused. Right. And I think she's remembering maybe not the things I say. Well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, but she, she's. <laughs> but they're certainly making an impression on her. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know? and I guess if if someone could have told me one thing that would have, that maybe would have helped steer or maybe change the trajectory uh-huh. of my life, I think it would have been trust in yourself more. Uh huh. You know, don't uh-huh. don't underestimate what your gut tells you. Right. And and don't second guess yourself, right? Because I wonder how I got here as an entrepreneur. Because all I knew was that there were company jobs. Now I say that, right. but my dad, my parents were missionaries, and so they really, in in a lot of ways, worked for themselves. You know, in that sense, of course, they worked for the big man. And right. I mean, the big man, the man, <laughs> the, man. The, man. <laughs> the man who's not a man. But anyway, right. so <laughs> so in some ways, they were self employed. You know, and so I saw that model of really, you know, the discipline that it takes to not be clock in and clock out. Nobody was looking over their shoulder. Right. So I did see that model. So I guess I can say that some of the entrepreneurial, you know, habits that are needed, mm-hmm. I, I, I saw in that. Um, but, you know, I really didn't know what kind of career. I mean, I don't remember any ever, uh, anybody ever talking about career day. And right. then, good Lord, I went in and got a degree in cultural anthropology. What are you going to do with that? Exactly. You know what I was going to do with that? No. What were go you to do? grad school. <laughs> 
because so that's it's a prep for grad do. school is that's what all it is. It is wow. a prep for grad school. So anyway, but I learned, I mean, it's, you know, what is anthropology and cultural anthropology specifically, but how you communicate, how you deal with people, the kind right. of tacit agreements you have in society. And that, uh, that is really good prep work for entrepreneurship, I think. Absolutely. So, okay. So we got to think a little bit. Maybe maybe everybody could share with us some some information so that next time I have to do a career day, yes. what would you have wanted to know? That's a great, that is actually Could a great question. Could we do question. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just hashtag career day. There you go. We'll trend it. We'll start trending okay. career day. I think that's a great thing. Well, Priscilla, <laughs> thank you, number one, for mm-hmm. inviting me out here first yes. and inviting me to go to career day. That was I know, like, it was so fun. That was, was so, so <laughs> unexpected and it was hilarious and terrifying all at the same time. <laughs> Isn't it all? <laughs> yes, Exactly. <laughs> Sad but true. Right. Well, listeners, thank you for sitting and listening to uh, this podcast. And, of course, we would love to hear your comments uh, and how we could hashtag career day. So what what would you have wanted to know from fourth grade? If someone could have given you one piece of information back then that could have changed your life, like what what you know now you wish you would have known then. So send those to us. Of course, you can always post on our Facebook page, on the Little Bird website, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. And speaking of that, if you'd go to iTunes and uh, leave us a comment and rate our podcast, we'd really appreciate that. We'd feel like we made a good career choice if you would do that. Yes. Hashtag please do that. Yes. Is what what I'm thinking. (laughs) But don't don't review the show. We don't don't care about, you you know, all the gushing, wonderful things you want to say. Tell us in your review of the show what is your dream career, and then, of course, give us a five-star rating. There you go. Yeah, we like the five-star rating. We're always good with that. So once again, for Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, this is Dan Lebner along with Priscilla McKinney saying have a great day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.